Love is life. If you miss love, you miss life. That's a quote from Dr. Leo Pascalia. He is somebody who I truly believe is one of the greatest teachers of our time. He had an amazing, beautiful, simplistic way to explain what love is. And he broke it down to its most root, most fabulous definition. And it is simply that, that love is life. If you miss love, you miss life. And that brings us to tonight's podcast. So the title of this one is Love, the Great Meet Cute to Happiness. Now the reason I picked that title is because a meet cute is a moment in a movie where you have your two lead actors that they meet for the first time, when they meet the audience for the first time, when they meet for the first time. And it is the job of the writers to make sure that this one moment in the movie has so much weight on it that you can take thousands of people in a room, that you can all have them watch the same scene, and in 17 to 20 different ways, they are going to relate to that person, they're going to relate to that situation, and they are going to emotionally invest themselves. They are literally accepting the challenge of making a room full of people fall in love in a moment. And I think that is so amazing. I think that there is so much behind that. Um, that we can use to combat our war with negativity. There's so much behind that mask that is amazing that I can't wait to kind of dive in here and share it with you. So let's start there. If this is your first time listening to one of my podcasts, hi, thank you, and I'm so glad that you've accepted me into your life and that you're spending the next, I don't even know, time with me. (laughs) And thank you for sharing that meet cute. We have one now. Okay. When you fall in love, and I want you to just to just think about that for just a second, that moment when you first met somebody that you absolutely were bananas for, okay, even if it went wrong, even if it went totally sideways, there will forever be ingrained in you a moment because you've had to tell all of your friends about it and you've had to tell your family about it, especially if you took the time to introduce them. So just go back to that moment before it wasn't right, before something happened, before the first time that you had your heart broke, whatever it was. I want you to just go back and think about that for a minute because what that'll do is it'll put us all on the same page. And that's so, so, so important. So I'm going to be quiet for just a second. And I want you to think about that moment. But I want you to smile while you're thinking about it. Because it's really important that we find the root of that happiness because that's where we're going with this. So I'm going to shut up. Okay, hopefully that moment wasn't that long for you. (laughs) But if it was, fantastic. And I love that now we're all on the same page. Okay, so I went to Google and asked Google, Google, what is love? And Google said love is complex, period. It is a mix of emotions, behaviors, and beliefs associated with strong feelings of affection, protectiveness, warmth, and respect for another person. I think that's so cool. That is really, really so much to put into one statement. So when I was in high school, and I know I told my last high school story when I was super fat. So not only was I super fat in high school, which is, you know, whatever, but I also got into a lot of trouble. I was, I was definitely, um, the rebellious child for my parents. I think that's probably why they spent so much time making sure that I was learning about 
love and happiness because in high school I didn't really love a whole lot. (laughs) So whenever I got suspended, um, which was a lot, but they did what was called OCS there. It was an on-campus suspension. So what you got to do was go into school. You got to, you know, like see your friends in the morning or whatever. And then they all got to go to their normal classes. And you had to go to the dankest, nastiest, stupidest room ever. You had to sit in this desk. And all day long, you would watch um, this documentary. I think it's, it should be a mockumentary, but whatever. This documentary called Where There's a Will, There's an A. Now, at the time you know, 15, 16, 17-year-old me had so much OCS that I literally memorized it. Like, because you had to take notes during the day. I could have my notes filled out by the time the second break was over. I'm not bragging about this because I didn't realize then that it was actually um, internalizing itself in me. I was just like, whatever, it's stupid. I hate it. This is dumb. You know, the old teenage roll my eye thing. When do we get to go to lunch? It's feeding time. But um, years later... A lot of years later, I look at that same experience and it's so funny because I want to apply that to today's podcast. I want to apply that to my conversation about love. No, I didn't love that moment at all whatsoever. But there was an ideology that was born of that um, documentary where they believed that as kids were studying, they found that if they stopped and started more often, that they would retain more. So instead of having like a seven-hour study session where you literally just kept reading, you know, your book for seven hours, if you read for a half hour, stopped, did something, came back, read for a half hour, stopped, did something, came back, read for a half hour, stopped, that you actually retained not only more information, but it became more practical to you. It almost became more fluid to you is what this particular professor had found out. Okay, jump ahead some years later what if we could apply that same thing to love what if we could apply that same thing to happiness what if the smile behind my mask was because I love falling in love I love absolutely love having those moments where you are on the street and you're passing somebody and you smile and there's just something about the way that their eyes shine that they want to share something with you. They want to just have a moment of human existence, an amazing meet cute where you guys never have to speak. You never have to go into their life. None of that stuff really matters because you had a moment of love right there. What if we could increase our human experience by increasing those moments? I think it's totally possible. And I think it's totally possible because I do it. It's, it's an absolute blast. I really, really, really love it. And it was something that was really hard for me to come to the point where I could admit to. Um, because if you know me even remotely, you know that truly when it comes to relationships, I am not good at this. Like I really, you know, I have nothing but love and respect for anybody who has been foolish enough to try to have a relationship for me or with me. I, I get it. I understand. And that's because I think as people, what we do is put so much weight on love. We put so much weight on a word and a title and an expectation. It's only four letters. Sinatra had it right, man. L-O-V-E. It's that easy. It's that easy. You know, Dr. Leo Pascalia, he had it right. They had it right. 
You don't have to bring in all the drama. You don't have to bring in all of that. You can, if that's what you need and that's what you want, have at it. You know, go for you. I am so excited. Please give me a call. You know, share it with me on on our Facebook page. You know, I want to know these things. I want to know, you know, how other people are doing it. I know how the people I talk to are doing it. And I know how I am doing it. Um, And that is this. I have simply increased my reason for falling in love my definition of what that love is, and the number of times I do it a day. Now, I can totally imagine, you know, number one, you know, obviously, we all have those people that no matter what we do, they're going to be hard to love. (laughs) We really do. And I can see them sitting back like, Chris, I have known you. And girlfriend, let me tell you, you have not been that loving. You're right. I haven't. And for that, I am so sorry. I really, really am. I'm not here to say that I have it figured out. I don't. I'm here to say, this is what I'm doing. This is how it feels. Try it and let me know if it works. And if I have to do another podcast in a few weeks that was like, hey, you guys, guess what? Remember that love podcast I did? (laughs) Wrong. I totally will. I think that that will be absolutely amazing because that's the human experience. That's what we're here to do. I mean, it really, really, really is. Now, If you go around increasing the times that you fall in love per day, increasing those moments where you have that interaction with another human being. So for me, let's take today, for example. Okay, I um, was running around. I had a bunch of stuff that I had to get done. You know, I was occasionally on my phone. I went to the Halloween store with my kids. It was super, super fun. Um, I mean, we're looking at costumes and things. And, um, you know, my daughter's, she's, five and absolutely hilarious so she's like mom I want to be the queen of mean I want to be the queen of mean which I find hilarious to be screaming as you're running around a store and they're like oh well could you be the queen of ruley please and get your kid but she was having a good time my son decided to be the black panther which is also very amusing because my son is seven years old and um he looks like Chris Farley he acts like Chris Farley so I literally believe that Chris Farley's reincarnated into my son and I can't wait to see how that works out because I think he's funny and adorable and loving but uh, if you've ever seen Beverly Hills Ninja you understand that Matthew is the Beverly Hills Ninja to the Black Panther so uh, for all of my my dear friends please understand we absolutely mean no offense by it he loves Black Panther and he's just having a good time and he's seven we'll leave it at that but here we're running around the store and we're having a really good time and we're looking at all these costumes and everything. And um, I'm in over in like the 70s section looking at, at different things. And um, there was a family there. There's another mom with her kids. And what I'm assuming was either her husband or her boyfriend. Um, and they're looking at costumes and things. And then she and I kind of get into a conversation about the 70s, you know, and this and that and the other thing. And I had noticed that every time that she laughed, she would put her head down. Like she would, she would kind of just, <laughs> like she was ashamed of, I'm assuming something on her mouth, either her mouth or her breath or, or something to that effect. But whatever it was, it was overriding her ability to have a relaxed, fun conversation. It was something that she was obviously very self-conscious about. Um, and usually when I pick up on that from people, I really try to not only override it, but I want to help them not feel that way. I want them to enjoy, you know, what they're offering me because what she was offering me was a laugh and it was fun. And she was offering me that moment of realness that is so, so, so important. So 
the last time when she finally looked down, she looked back up at me, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I had noticed that she had a locket on as a necklace. And I asked her, I was like, oh, I was like, do you have a picture in your locket? And she was like, oh, yeah. And taking the conversation from, you know, whatever it was that she had going on to the necklace was the transition that I needed. And in that moment, I fell in love with this beautiful woman. You know, she was so sweet. And so she, she goes, well, it was my grandma. And she opens up the locket. And there's a picture of a very, very beautiful um, woman there in her locket. And I told her, I was like, well, that's, that's so pretty. You know what? You have her smile. And, of course, she responded to me with a humongous smile. And she was so happy in that moment. You know, and she went on to tell me about how special her grandmother was. And I listened, and then we kind of just, it faded off, and we went into our shopping. But that was an amazing love, meet cute moment. Now, did she actually have a grandma smile? I don't know. I couldn't really see that well. But I can tell you this, that in that moment, she was radiant and it wasn't her look and it wasn't her expression it certainly wasn't her smile it was the energy that she was giving out from simply being in love or being able to talk about something that she loved was so beautiful now imagine if we did that three or four times a day imagine if we did that five or six times a day imagine what we could cultivate with that you guys I mean just 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 think about that. We know that energy is transformable. We know that we can go back and get energy from past experiences. We learned that on our last hap- or our last podcast about happiness, right? Remember we did the whole thing where we learned about what made us happy? See, happiness is awesome, but love is like happiness turned up a little bit. You know, you could still have those moments, but if you claim just a little bit louder. <laughs> okay, so I also want to talk to you about The fact that um, love is addicting. This energy that I'm talking to you guys about or I'm talking to you with, it is completely and totally addicting. And I'm not talking about just like a little bit of addicting where you're just like, you know, you know, like chocolate, chocolate's addicting, you know, whatever or, or whatever. I'm talking about the full on, I need to go to rehab because guess what? And I'm going to do the 80s voice. I'm addicted to love. Okay, it's a thing. I promise you guys it's a thing. So did you know that when you fall in love, your body literally changes? But before you can even realize what is going on, your body changes. Okay, so how does it change, Chris? What does it do? Well, you know your brain, that funky gray matter that you got growing behind your eyes. So it actually releases things like neurochemicals. It releases dopamine, oxytocin. It releases uh, adrenaline. It does all kinds of things. But not only does it release those things, but it also activates the part of your brain that is associated with pleasure and rewards. Now, if my brain's working, I love pleasure and I totally dig rewards. And if I can learn how to tap into that and control it whenever I want it, imagine basically you can give yourself your own happiness drip, if you will. Okay, that sounded so weird and it sounded way better on my nose. But you get it, right? Like you really can. You can actually, by by smiling at somebody, by increasing these moments, by telling yourself, you know what, I love this. I love this. 
your brain's going to go, oh, I know that word, just like the clapper. Clap on. And it's going to release these things. And pretty soon, before you're even realizing it, instead of forcing yourself to do that, instead of forcing yourself to look at somebody and go, hey, hi, <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I'm feeling a little backwards today. Can we just, hey, I like your hat. And then they're like, you know, oh, well, thanks for the hat. It's from my dad or, you know, whatever. And you're like, oh. And you kind of feel maybe something. But before you know it, because it's something that your body is addicting, it will start telling itself it has to have this for survival. Are you following me with this, you guys? This is amazing. Your body has to have these moments for survival. These moments of pleasure, these moments of reward, these moments of love, these meet cute moments of happiness. Boom, linked it together in 16 minutes and 15 seconds. That's rad. And I am so excited. So, That is my challenge to you, you guys. It really, really is. I know that love is complicated. I get that. Let's put the complication aside, okay? Let's talk about it in its simple, beautiful, most amazing form. So I challenge you to do this, okay? I challenge you tomorrow when you are doing your meditations or when you're on your way to work or when you're doing all of these different things that affect the world around you, I want to challenge you to have those mute cute moments and fall in love, it's okay. It really, really is. It doesn't mean that you're going to give somebody your phone number and you're going to have some little swipe left, dot com, whatever relationship. Don't do that. Don't make it complicated. Try it when you look in the mirror. Try it with yourself. <laughs> okay, how funny is that? Go meet cute yourself. <laughs> but seriously, have that moment. Look at yourself in the mirror in the morning and go, you know what? How you doing? I'm good. I like your hair. Thanks. Start with that. Watch yourself smile. The endorphins will kick in. You'll feel that happiness that we've talked about. And guess what? You're two steps closer to making the world better. And that's what this is about. It's about finding ways to combat the darkness. Now, somebody asked me, they were like, Chris, you know, with you taking on this whole podcast thing, you're putting so much of yourself out there. You're, You're doing this. Do you even have, you know, the skills to do this. Do you have this? Do you have that? You know, there's a thousand reasons not to do this. I have a thousand reasons why I'm going to fail. I totally do. I get that. I hear that. Trust me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, crap. But you know what? I have a thousand and five reasons why I might succeed. More importantly than that, you guys, and I wanted to bring this up and to tell you thank you. I have 40 reasons. There are 40 people that have subscribed to our Facebook. They like it and they follow it. 40 people already. And to them, I want to say thank you. And I want to say I love you. And I want to say I'm so flattered and I'm so excited. So is love scary? Yeah, it's scary. You know, is, is convincing the world to love itself again terrifying? Yeah, it sure is. Is putting out there happiness even though everything else looks different? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? In the Christian religion, they say, don't pray for something unless you're ready for a trial. That's what they say. They believe that. A lot of people believe that. Don't ask for it if you can't handle it. Be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. I get that. But you know what? I also get love. I totally get love and I totally get happiness. So for me, it is so worth it because I can honestly tell you that no, I might not know your name, 
right now. And no, I might not know your story. I would love to hear it. So if you want to email me, call me, whatever, share, because I'm so into that. But I love you. I really, really do. And I'm so excited. And I'm so excited that we have these moments, you know, and I'm so excited that it is, it is the back and forth that is helping my neurochemicals move. Because I sure love reward. I really, really do. And I sure love being happy. So at 20 minutes, guys, I think that's about it for today's podcast. You know, I just, I just kind of wanted to touch on that. So the challenge is this. Remember, increase the times that you fall in love per day. Do it and you will increase the good chemicals. You will increase the oxytocin. You will increase the adrenaline. You will increase the dopamine. It is all good. So tomorrow, start with yourself. Fall in love with yourself. You know, and I'm going to end this with this. The movie Moulin Rouge. When Christian is um, in the elephant, the elephant scene, when he's trying to explain to her, you know, how great love is, and she's like, oh, my God, you're tripping. Right? Do you guys remember this? You know, and he's like, love is a mini splendid thing. Love, lift us up where we belong. All you need is love. That part? Well, It's not all you need, but it's a lot of what you need. So go for it. Have those moments. Fall in love. Fall in love with you. Fall in love with somebody's smile. Fall in love with somebody's handshake. Fall in love with being who you are because you're worth it. And as soon as you find it, you're going to find happiness. I love you guys and I cannot wait for our next podcast. I will talk to you later.